All right, guys, before we get started in this great episode of Eat Sleep Fantasy, I do want to remind everybody to go over to our website, eatsleepfantasy.com, and click the little link on the top that says Nitrogen Sports. If you guys haven't heard us talk about them in the past couple weeks, you're going to hear about them today because they are giving a free NFL Survivor Pool entry away for everybody that signs up using our link. So go to our uh, go to our site, click that banner. One, you can get in the NFL Survivor Pool, but two, you can bet on all kinds of sports, including football, baseball, basketball. I mean, weird sports that you probably never even heard of. Uh, and it's all done through Bitcoin. So no, you know, trying to get money overseas, get a check and things don't go smooth or whatever. This will get into your account immediately once you learn how to use Bitcoin. If you haven't done it before, it's super easy and uh, you get you get everything right then. So make sure you go to our site, click the Nitrogen Sports, sign up. One, you get in the NFL Survivor Pool for free and you can win real money. And then two, you can start betting all season long on different sports, including football and and all that good stuff. So make sure you check it out. Nitrogen Sports. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy. Woo. Uh-huh. Eat, sleep, fantasy. Dude, let's have the most fun we've ever had in our lives. I feel like that's the start of like dirty dancing scene two. <laughs> that's right before I pick you in the air and twirl you around. Whoa, you assumed you were Patrick <laughs> Swayze of this thing? Well, I mean, let's be honest here. I mean,. All right. I'm a little more handsome. True. And you are, and you're a better dancer. You are closer to death. I shouldn't have said that. We're, we, oh. Let's start over now. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Dale. Fuck you, Dale. Fuck you. Thanks for joining us. With me, as always, is the. Uh, greatest high school football coach in the Dallas area ever is uh, Mr. John Chapman. That is a stretch. John, I need to talk to you. <laughs> you motorboat and son of a bitch, you old sailor, you. But I will take it, and I'm glad to One be One of the here. greatest. Top 500? Probably not. Top 1,000. Top 1,000. Maybe I don't even live there. <laughs> Anyways, guys, we have a awesome show for you planned today. I know everybody's starting to draft. If they've already drafted, maybe they're drafting this week or next weekend. We are here today to give you some, one, up-to-date news, such as the Andrew Luck fallout and Lamar Miller news, plus a couple other things. And we're going to teach you, or we're going to kind of share our wisdom with pre-draft and post-draft trading. Um, it's a pretty important deal, especially writing emotions of your opponents is really critical right after the draft. I love doing it. At least I love sending out immediate offers just because it's fun and watching people's, uh, you know, playing with their emotions a little bit. So we're going to get into some of that in a little bit. Um, and, uh, and you know, we're going to we're going to shit talk a little bit. If you never heard of Eat Sleep Fantasy and you're downloading us for the very, very first time. My name is Dale DeMont and John Chapman. What would should people expect to hear from Eat Sleep Fantasy? 
this episode and beyond. For the so this episode's episode. going to be pretty jam-packed. We don't have a lot of uh, goofing around planned, but it will show its face at some point. But we are mm-hmm. the people that we want to have as much fantasy information as possible, but also argue about breakfast food at some point. So we yep. want your entertainment, and we want to help you win your league. It's a twofer. Yep. Fantasy football is supposed to be fun. You're supposed to shit talk with your friends. It, I get it. You're in a bigger league. You take it a little more serious. But at the end of the day, you got to talk uh, You know, talk shit with your friends. So that's what it's all about here. We're all friends, and we're hoping that our energy transfers over to you, transfers over to your league, and it makes everything a lot more fun for everybody. So that's what our uh, MO is. <clears throat> John, we just literally less than 24 hours ago got back from Las Vegas with uh, Draft Party USA. You might have heard the episode, what, two episodes ago. We were uh, we were uh, recording live in Las Vegas at Top Golf. Uh, how what, what did you think about everything? How did it go? Oh my gosh, the parts that I remember were amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the thing uh, with Draft Party USA. You know, whatever they do their stuff, it's open bar and all that stuff's included. So when you're drafting for you know four to six hours plus drinking and Mm -hmm. uh yeah it was a good time man had an absolute blast met so many different people and we helped a lot of people out which is great you know you always that's a big reason why you do this you know you talk trash and you make fun of people but at the end of the day we're helping people win fantasy leagues Uh, we did last year we have been doing it for a few years now and that, that's what we want to give you guys the advantage because everybody reads the same articles on the major sites. That's what it is. So you got to find something that separates yourself. And it was pretty cool helping people out. <laughs> and we were live whenever the Andrew Luck news uh, kind of came down. So that was pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know, and for me, being at these like big draft parties and watching multiple drafts, it's always cool to see one different strategies that different leagues have because there's definitely um you know routines and there's uh what do you call it like uh formulas that the leagues kind of follow you know with quarterback runs and running back and wide receiver runs so it's really cool to look at one draft board and say wow you know Marlon Mack was taken in the third round the draft right next to him Marlon Mack fell like in the sixth round right <laughs> and it was like where and it's because you know in one of the rounds it was a eight wide receiver run that kind of took you know moved everything over or you know Travis Kelsey was drafted six overall in one but was drafted you know 36 overall in another so things were all over the place and it's cool to see you know the methods to all these drafts you know it's really cool I'm curious I want to stop you you right there you have been our resident Marlon Mack truther since um since he was drafted really dude pretty much what do you think of him now without Andrew Luck? Is this a is this a killer? I don't think so. I mean, look, uh, Jacoby Brissett is still a very serviceable quarterback. So yes, this offense isn't going to be you know high high powered like we all thought it would be. But the O line is still. I mean, can I say elite? Oh At yes, oh one hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. a great okay. offensive line. Here's the thing: his ADP as of now. He is going in the fourth round, the middle of the fourth round. He has dropped a full round in less than 24 hours. So he was going in the middle of the third. Now he's going in the middle of the fourth. I don't think the free fall is over. Um, I don't either. And it's cr- now, okay, before it was he was a strong RB2, and you were kind of drafting him as that, right? Right. 
But now, I mean, I would much prefer Marlon Mack over guys that he dropped under, such as Melvin Gordon, Derrick Henry, Mark Ingram, and Sonny Michelle. I'm taking Marlon Mack over all four of those guys, and it's not even a question to me. Still? And the fact that is, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You're taking Marlon Mack over Sonny Michelle. Yes, I was before. But not now. And look, okay, look, for instance, Mark Ingram versus Marlon Mack, okay? I get it that, you know, Baltimore has a very run-heavy offense. Okay, no, 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 let me take this out. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is probably the closest comparison as far as drafting, right? Yeah. Derrick Henry, well, because he has a pretty good O-line and he has a shitty quarterback. Okay. I I take Brissett over Mariota every single day. So you're going to take Mac over Henry? The O line's better, the quarterback's better. No, I think the volume is what's going to make Derrick Henry so special. We've seen him flourish in this last year. I mean, he won people leagues. Um, sure. I would prefer Henry just because I think he could lead the NFL in touches. Marlon Mack is never going to get that type of volume, but his yards per carry will probably be way more. Um, maybe full PPR, I would, but outside of that, I'm going Derrick Henry. Interesting. I'm not a Mack I guy, disagree. though. That's another thing, too, yeah. is because yeah. I think that he's very, very talented. I think that he fumbles a lot, and I think that he has a lot of negative plays. And so, like, he's a huge boom-bust guy, and they have a lot of running backs on that roster that are very, very talented. Um, I don't think you could say the same thing about the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, look, Marlon Mack, I mean, I know we talked about this a million times, but, you know, he fell into 10 touchdowns last year playing only 12 games. Like, was that just a fluke? Is that what you're saying? Like, 900 yards and 10 touchdowns in 12 games is – it was a fluke and definitely no chance of it being repeatable because even if there's a chance of it being repeatable, I mean, I'm take I'm taking a, you know, 14 to 16 games with Marlon Mack, even with Brissett as my quarterback. Yeah, I get it, man. I just, I mean, Mark, Andrew Luck was right, the number two quarterback. Or he finished number four, sorry, last year. I, I don't know what it's going to be like <laughs> with Jacoby. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't either. And I mean, they're okay. There is risk to this too, right? I mean, I'm I'm not going to ignore that. There is some risk to it, but for me, it's not a question. I mean, those those four guys that I mentioned: Henry, Gordon, Ingram, Michelle, all drafted as you know RB twos. I think Marlon Mack would just be a stronger a stronger fit. Probably a little bit more risky than Henry, Ingram, and I guess Michelle. I guess right. right. There's probably a little more risk, but I think the payout is just so much more. All right. A running back with a good O line could do really, really good things. Even with a shitty team. <laughs> okay. Did I did not convince you, I'm guessing. No, man. I'm sorry. I'm stubborn. <laughs> I'm stubborn. <laughs> um oh, we do have some cool stuff. We are giving away the Juju Smith Schuster helmet today. What, what? The mini helmet. If you subscribe to our YouTube channel, if you've listened to us. Uh, you subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're going to announce it. I have his name right here. I kind of gave you a a um, little hint that it's a, a male. Shocker. But, uh, well, like 99% of our audience is. So, I mean, the chances are that's what's going to happen. 
by the way, if you guys want to be part of the Facebook uh, private group, uh, the Nation private group, look for it on Facebook, and I'll accept you for a limited time only. Really? Are you really? Yeah. Yeah. You haven't done that in a long time. Yeah, I'm giving giving stuff away. That's what he does, man. <laughs> That's what I do best. You are the Oprah lookalike of fantasy football. Today, one of our uh, listeners, um, he was having a hard time getting into our draft kit. His name is Dan, and he emailed me. He's like, "Hey, I'm trying to get the draft kit. I can't." And I don't know for like some, whatever reason, like I was just in a giving mood, so I was like, "Cool." I reset his password. I gave it to him, and then I gave him my phone number and said, "Text me during your draft if you need help." For free. Look at you. That's that's kind. Of- I know. Look at you. And then he texted me, and I didn't look at my phone for like an hour and a half. <laughs> I'm so glad that you brought that up, man. Way to go, buddy. Way to go. He's like, he's like, I had the number one pick. Should I take this, this, there's this? And I was like, uh, it took me like an hour. And I was like, Barkley. And he goes, I already took McCaffrey. I was like, okay. <laughs> Jesus. Anyways, I tried. Did it's a content. It's the uh, it's the intent. Did counts. you? Yeah, I tried. All right. All right. All right. So, do you want to jump into some news? Let's talk about, I mean, we already kind of did talk about Marlon Mack, but Andrew Luck's situation. Um, yeah, it's well, a mess, uh, man. Um, and if you're one of those, like, two POSs out there that's like, man, what a loser or anything like that, like, shut your damn pie hole. Um, this is a guy that played a full season with the torn labrum. He broke the NFL all-time record for most hits taken by a quarterback in his first year. Um, the the team ruined him. They put him behind one of the shittiest offensive lines for four years, and his body just took a beating, and he played through it. This guy's got to pick up his kids. And I will say the one thing that the Colts did, which was correct, I don't know if you've heard about this, but they didn't ask him to pay anything back. Yeah, They're letting him keep it. And, you know, there's been a lot of bad publicity out there with, like, the Detroit Lions, who are, like, the worst people ever, um, you know, making (laughs) Calvin... Johnson repay his part of his signing bonus and stuff it's like this guy made you so much damn money like <laughs> and you never even tried to get him to the playoffs like you just literally right. you just wrote put him, him on him. the front of your program sold it and said we're good with mediocrity so uh shout out to the Colts for doing something right that was pretty cool you know what's worse than the Lions who American Airlines oh man yeah I I've lived in Dallas majority of my life I used to coach high school football down there actually and uh yeah their hub is there they are the worst the worst Dude, we just lost three I had listeners a, probably by that I had a flight uh 5 30 going to Vegas on Thursday night they delayed it an hour every hour until 3 a.m when they canceled it that's rough, man. I, I won't even go into the story even more because it, it it was even worse than it sounds. But just the fact that I was delayed every hour on the hour until 3 a.m. killed me when everybody else was in Vegas having fun. Yeah. Well, we had a blast, too. <laughs> Thanks. And then you showed up. <laughs> and then it got real fun. Yeah. And then it got really, really fun. Hey, I real quick. I want to do a quick poll. I don't know if anybody can uh, answer this. Maybe... Dale, could you put this up on the the website? Uh, I'm putting it on Twitter. If yes, that mean. is what I mean. <laughs> the website. Um, how do we phrase How old this? are you? <laughs> is it stupid or I don't want to use the word homosexual, but like, is it lame if five dudes go to Vegas for a weekend and then go to an escape room? 
Is it lame to do escape room while in Vegas on brocation? Yeah, something like that. Like all dudes. Wait, bro. bro Having said that, it was that. pretty cool. I ain't gonna lie. I've never done one before. I got out. Um, they almost kicked me out. I caused some problems, but it was a good time. <laughs> uh, yes, no. I always do a third choice just want to see results. No, dude. Don't let them see results. They got to click on something to see it. But then they're just going to click on something. Hmm. Okay, fine. I'm just going to put it up for an hour. Uh, Poddy bait at the moment. At the moment, is that ATM? Should I say that? Um, No, I would not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that means something else. All right, let's uh, cool. All right, so Andrew Luck uh, got his money. He's retiring when while he can still walk and breathe, which is great um, because if things weren't going to get better for him over the next five years, uh, they were just going to get worse. You know, he's not going to go into next season feeling better than he did this season. It doesn't matter, right? So good for him. No, it's good for him. I mean, like he, he yeah, it's good for him. And I you so, know, we talked about this me and Brito on here that I said, you know, I think Jacoby Brissett's probably the best backup in the entire NFL. So, it's not like they're in bad situations. Sure. Uh who's better Tom Brady backup? Brissett or Garoppolo? Garoppolo. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh do they play each other? They do, don't This they? year? Oh, no, they don't. They don't. I don't believe don't. so. No. I don't think they do. I don't think they do. All right. Um, so, uh, yeah, what what's happening with the Colts here? You you made a very famous video on our private group uh, page. Did I really? You step everybody down. Step oh, them yeah, down. We're talking about it for days. Step them down. So, Marlon Mack, step them down. Um, and I'll say this. Eric this is going to be a little bit of a down. teaser. Like, yeah, you definitely knock everybody down. Or step them down. Thank you, Steve. Um, But what I'm going to do as soon as the draft is over, let's say you already drafted. Whoever has Marlon Mack, T.Y. Hilton, um, I'm not trading for Eric Ebron, um, but those two guys in specific, or if you're in a deep dynasty, um, you know, you want to go after the rookie wide receiver there, Paris Campbell, I think those are options. Like, go trade for those guys and offer, not bare minimum, like ripoff deals, but you can get those guys for value right now. So try to appeal to the emotion of the owner who is pissed off that you know whoever they got in the third or fourth round just lost a lot of value. So those guys are talented, and they definitely need to be rostered in all leagues. Worst case scenario is they'll be flex plays. But um, I'm totally going after those guys in all my dynasty leagues. T.Y. Hilton, his ADP dropped from 308 to 501. Whoa. Given the news. Yeah, that's, that's not okay. Is, is this step down way too much? Should should there be like a middle ground here? TY Hilton has never finished outside of wide receiver 27 in his career. Actually, no, he hit 31 his first year. So, he has value even if luck isn't there. Now, Look, the the beginning of August, he was at 301. The end of August, he's at 501. Too far. Too far. 
Man, That's I don't nice. know. 501. So I'm looking at it. Okay. Let, let's play this game. Uh, Robert Woods or T.Y. Hilton? Pick. Quick. Go. God, that's so tough because I just picked Robert Woods. I'd take Robert Woods uh, right like now. Drafting. I think I would too. Cooper Cup? I think I would take T.Y. Hilton over okay. Cup. I really like Cup Chris too. Godwin? Man. Calvin Ridley? You're picking some... Huh? I'm going down the list. Calvin Ridley? I think I would go Hilton over Ridley. I would too. I think that's my cutoff. Um, I'd take Robert Woods, Chris Godwin... Over him, and that's probably about it in that group. Galladay, I, I take Galladay. If you're drafting, gosh, maybe I would receiver. God, it's tough, man. It's tough to to skip over Ty Hilton. Here, like let's that. let's let's be true. Let's be true right now. I'm going to my rankings, which you can find at eatsleepfantasy.com. Where would I take Ty Hilton? I have him. Here's my rankings. Oh my gosh, I have Galladay, AJ Green, Robert Woods. Brandon Cooks, T.Y. Hilton. Um, I have Hilton above Godwin, Lockett, and Boyd. But we just got news today on A.J. Green to where it's saying best case scenario is that A.J. Green comes back week three, which you got to step that guy down. I step him down. <laughs> uh, I just I, I picked Robert Woods over A.J. Green and uh, – over AJ Green and what uh, Chris Godwin is that bad? I had, I had no, absolutely not. Uh, Robert Woods was the most, the most consistent wide receiver in the entire NFL last year, as far as games where he had over seventy yards. Like he was just consistent. I mean, you're talking, you know, just twelve point game, twelve point game, twelve point game, and you gotta love guys like that that are consistent. You know, I have Robert Woods slightly above Brandon Cooks because I want consistency. I hate dud games. They're I hate them. Okay, so you know, we're talking about some pre. I mean, this is all going to kind of flow so easily here. Um, We're going we're talking about you know post draft trading. Say you got somebody like Calvin. I don't know how to pose this without looking at entire teams, but what would you be doing to get T.Y. Hilton at a good value? Say somebody drafted him uh, where his ADP is I'm going to send a multiplayer uh, cross-positional trade, okay? So I'm going to say something like, here's Corey Davis and Latavius Murray. Here's Sterling Shepard. And shoot, I don't want to say James White. I don't know if I'd do that. But Royce Freeman. Like, I'm trying to help. Look, this is going to make your team better. And this, you know, again, we're jumping into the trading segment that we're going to talk about later on. Right after the draft is over, especially if you're in a league that doesn't have a lot of depth, I am offering two for one trades to every single team where I'm going to offer like a fourth and a sixth rounder for a second rounder. I'm going to offer my fifth and eighth rounder guy that I drafted for their fourth rounder. Because what happens is whenever you get that trade offer to your email or your cell phone or whatever, it says, oh, look, I'm getting these two guys. I'm only losing this one guy. And it makes the people feel like it's a better offer than it is. Um, you know, But that's not the case because once you give up those two guys, guess what? You get to pick somebody off of waivers. 
And so I am already planning and paying attention to who is sitting there on the waiver wire now because I'm going to add them. So in, in reality, it's still a two for two. But fantasy is all about getting those top tier guys. Now, if you're in one of those weird leagues where you have like four flex positions to start, that's going to change that strategy a little bit. But if it's, sure. you know, kind of a 12 team, you know, two running back, three wide receiver, two flex, then I'm 100%. You are trying to get top tier talent. Okay. I do have some good ideas when we start talking about that in a second. Let's jump over to Lamar Miller. And, uh, Obviously, it, for those that don't know, Lamar Miller seems like he uh, tore his ACL. Uh, is that confirmed? Yeah, it's yet? confirmed. Okay, so that sucks. Um, <laughs> yeah, two plays what, in, man. Two plays in. What are we doing with Duke Johnson here? He his ADP uh, dropped. I'm sorry, Duke Johnson um, went up about uh, one whole round here with the news of Lamar Miller. Does that sound about right? Well, where's he going at now? I'm not, I don't see it right now. Uh, I'm sorry. Right now he's at uh seven Oh four. Oh no, I'm moving him up way past that. Um, you, you got to remember, this is one of the best offenses in the NFL. I moved him all the way up to my 24th running back. Ooh, really? Yeah. I, and I got flack for it and I'm okay with that. I have him ahead of, and I'll, I'll say in order so people can get pissed at me. I don't care. Uh, I have him ahead of James White, Philip Lindsay, Chris Carson, Tevin Coleman. I have him ahead of all of those guys. I don't disagree, actually. Um, I thought you were going to say a name that I would disagree with. Uh, 24, so you definitely have Aaron Jones ahead of him, Oh, I love Aaron Jones. He's running back 15 for me. Okay, good. The only reason I say that is Aaron Jones and Chris Carson are going back-to-back in a lot of drafts. Yeah, you know, I just posted my top 25 rankings on uh, Eat Sleep Fantasy's Twitter feed and just asked, like, hey, which one am I wrong on? Which one am I right on? And I got flack for Chris Carson not in my top 25 overall, not having Chris Carson in my top 25. And this other one, a lot of people got upset. I have Nick Chubb at 26, so he was out of that. Um, I have those two guys a little bit lower than most. But, man, I love Duke Johnson. He has never missed a game in his career. He is an amazing pass catcher. He's 210 pounds. He's not that small. Like, he is big dude. And he's only 25 years old with not a lot of, like, he hasn't had a lot of carries. So I'm really big on Duke Johnson. And people forget this guy was a top 12 running back very recently, just two years ago. Um and he played on a horrible team to show a skill set. <laughs> I mean, one, yeah, you you're absolutely right. I mean, he's a big guy for what a lot of people think he is because they know he's a pat he's played that pass catching role for so long that people just assume that he's a little bit smaller than he is, but like you said 210 um not that's not tiny. No. <laughs> and if you look at what Lamar Miller has done, you know, he finished as the number 17. Uh let's see here. He's finished as 19, 16 and number 23 running back. Um, in his years there, I, and I think he's better. He's more talented than Lamar Miller. I, I really do believe that. So, Lamar, yeah, yeah. Lamar Miller got 210 carries last year, just under a thousand yards. If Duke Johnson gets 210 carries this year, he will easily eclipse a thousand yards. Yep. Eclipse a thousand yards. So, man, maybe I'm too low. Um, I don't want to move him ahead I mean, of Sony Michelle. His touchdowns are you can't do that. He could Sony Michelle like. 
it, it's within the realm of reason that he could lead the NFL in rushing. That's a great O-line, very run-heavy offense. Sony Michelle looked amazing, by the way, um, in the last preseason game as well. So Sony Michelle's scaring me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I think I'm too low on him. But then again, the question always is this. Let's say I move him up. Who do I move down? Um, yeah. Actually, and I, I'm not trying to whatever. Um, <laughs> excuse me. I actually did my rankings earlier today. And I was, I guess just because I was moving Duke Johnson above people who I thought. I have a, You have my 24. I actually have my 26. So we're not that different. I just moved him. Um, I just moved him. Moved him up higher? Yeah. To what? I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I moved him to 23, but I don't think I'm Ooh. done there either. You put him ahead of Mark Ingram. I might put him ahead of Melvin Gordon. Interesting. I have Melvin Gordon as running back 18, but I'm thinking about dropping him even more. Yeah, I've got I got a little bit more work to do on my rankings, but they are um, updated. Um, I got called out for not updating them as much as I needed to, but they have been updated as we record this. So again, EatSleepFantasy.com, they're free there. Just got to sign up. 58 votes on our, uh, is it lame to do escape room while in Vegas? 50-50, yes and no. Wow, we got a lot of loser followers. <laughs> I just insulted half the people that listen to us. Love you guys. Uh, anyways, um, okay, so we are cool. Uh, I think that kind of wraps up the news a little bit. We, you know, what we're gonna do with Lamar Miller. Also, uh, Kiki Cootie is back. Um, he's practicing, which is great news. Um, that dude's a stud. Um, I can't think of really any other huge news, but yeah, it. You might just tell me I'm an idiot and shut me up, but doesn't Kiki Cootie's name sound like? a character in Mario Kart. Huh. I like it. Kind of does. I like it. Thanks for not shutting me down. No, I'm with you. I I swing sometimes. Well, if you keep Uh, talking about it, it's going to get worse. Like you won, now you just move on. (laughs) Oh, man, I got so much more to say. (laughs) You're right. I just got to shut up. (laughs) All right. Uh, Before we move on, John, I want to talk a little. You've heard last episode we actually... Uh, mock draft steven actually jumped on uh for us and did a mock draft with jimmy maverick of my perfect fantasy draft if you guys don't know about it go listen to that episode you can actually go on youtube and watch them draft and use uh jimmy's software at um on our youtube channel that hopefully you subscribe to to win that juju smith schuster autograph but uh go to my uh, i'm sorry fantasyfootballmaverick.com to get the my perfect fantasy draft uh, software it's all web-based so it's really easy to use as you're drafting you can kind of basically identify the players at each round of your draft to get critical pieces of information you can get like contract years value rankings consistency scores all that stuff is right there at your fingertips as you're drafting so make sure you go to fantasyfootballmaverick.com i believe you can go ahead and use a uh, promo code esf to save some money if you're interested in it um it, it'll it's it makes drafting Way more easier. Takes a lot of the guesswork out if you guys aren't sure, especially when it comes to those mid and late guys that you're not 100% sure on. It's really easy with using his software to kind of compare and contrast the guys. So I would urge you guys at least to go check it out, fantasyfootballmaverick.com. That was good. That was a good read. 
Thank you. Thank you. It, it's a good, it's easy when they're good products yep. that you know we can talk about. All right, let's get into this uh, pre and post draft uh, trading. That one thing I do want to mention, and I actually came up with this concept for an episode uh, when you were talking to one of the guys at the draft party. Um, we were talking, you know, they're like, "Oh, how can I make my team better? What can I do?" And the first thing you always said was, "Let's get some post trade, you know, post draft trades out." Like that was your first thing. Like, don't worry about hitting the waiver wire. Don't look about, you know, where how are you going to, you know, construct your starting roster. Go out there and just throw trades at everybody in your league. Um, and especially if you're live drafting, you can sit down with people one-on-one and be like, hey, man, uh, you know, what do you think about uh, T.Y. Hilton here? You know, like it makes it so much easier. So um, that's so I got the idea just from listening to you talk about all these, uh, you know, power rankings of all these teams and, and talking about construction of their teams. So. Yeah, and I'll say this, man. You know, trades make the league better. And probably the number one mistake I think people make is somebody will send a trade, and let's just say it's a bad trade, okay? Like, you're just like, oh, hell no, why would I do that? Do not just reject reject the trade and say, so-and-so's an idiot, why would I want to do that? That is stupid, okay? Now, you found somebody that is wanting to make some deals, and you know who they like on your team. That's two-thirds of the equation. I get that. I get that, but what I'm going to add here is I get trades sometimes, and you know, no fault of anybody else, but I get trades, and it'll be like, you know, I love Marlon Mack, and they would send me somebody like, I don't know, uh, Latavius Murray, and um, I don't know, throw it in another, some, you know, random. Debo Samuel, low, whatever, doesn't matter. Yeah, D- yeah, exactly. So I know, okay, either they are lowballing me, they really value Mac, but they're lowballing me, or they don't value Mac. And in that case, if they want Marlon Mack, we're not even on the same page. Like, this is where I have him, this is where you have him. We're never going to come to an agreement. So, here. okay, then what about those two players? You know that he's willing to give up Latavius Murray. So, why not send a two for one trade? Do what he's trying to do to you or she. And so, send two of your kind of lower tier guys for Latavius Murray because he's already shown you. This is a player I'm willing to depart with. And if Latavius Murray isn't a guy that you like, then find two people on his roster that you would be willing to give away Marlon Mack for. And if you can't find that, then maybe you're at an impasse and it's not going to work. And and usually what I'll message is uh, I'll I'll decline the trade and I'll say, look, sorry, uh, you know I love Marlon Mack and I'm just not that big of a fan here. Hopefully we can work something together in the future. Like I try to be very diplomatic. Now there are those traders in every league. You know I don't want to give out any names, Armando. Um, but if they make like shitty trade offer after shitty trade offer after shitty trade offer, after a while it's just like. Nope, not interested. <laughs> like, and that's yeah. hard for me to do because Armando and I have actually done like twelve trades together. But you just got to know this is going to take my entire Saturday. <laughs> um, and then after he agrees, he's going to say, "Hold on, let me see what else I can get for him." And then it's just like, "Never mind, I'm out." Yeah, yeah. but always counter. Try to improve your team. You have somebody that wants to trade. Try to work right. it out. Right. It's hard finding a trade partner. So when you actually do find somebody that's motivated, I get that part. Um, I'm just, uh, I am definitely guilty of just turning off 
notifications once I see the first offer. So yeah. maybe I should be a little open more, a little more open minded. I agree in most things in life, okay. Dale. <laughs> um, another thing that I want to say, and this is just kind of a general principle that you know you you always hear in Wall Street or whatever, just buy low, sell high, right? But if you sure. apply that to things, um, let's say for example. You just finished your draft, and we'll stay with the guy you just talked about. Why, why not? Uh, Latavius Murray, uh, his average draft position, he's going in the middle of the sixth round. So let's just say mm-hmm. he falls, okay? He falls to the seventh round, and somebody just settles on him. You're there in the draft, and somebody's just like, uh, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. Like, they'll say it. Or if you're online, you're just, you've got a player that's been the number one <laughs> Uh, projected player for like a full round and just everybody's passing, everybody's passing, everybody's passing on him. Then somebody just settles on him. Dude, I go after that player because he's at a value based on where his ADP is and somebody did settle on him. So I, I try to grab that guy. Like I said earlier, like I feel that way about all the Colts skill position players now. Like I want to go after those guys because yeah. – Nobody likes them as much as they did two weeks ago, and you can get them at a value. Buy low, sell how. Now, the other side of that, let's say you draft somebody like Tony Pollard, Justin Jackson, Austin Eckler. Well, their value is right now at its peak because where they're being drafted uh, is where they would have to be as the starting running back for those teams. Well, guess what? What if Zeke or Gordon comes back? Their value is going to just fall. Now, uh, Austin Eckler, you can make the argument, has a lot of standalone value, but even where um, (laughs) he's being drafted, he's not going to return that value. So if you did settle on one of those guys and they fall, man, I am offering those guys up into trades, um, especially to the Zeke owner or the Melvin Gordon owner or to somebody and try to capitalize on that value before it disappears. So try to always hold that mindset. Buy low, sell high. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Uh, one other guy I just want to mention really quick. I think if you listened to maybe about two months ago our like off-season podcast, you'd know that I really, really like Curtis Samuel. And I might even like him a little bit more than DJ Moore. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe not. It, it's close. But Curtis Samuel's ADP has skyrocketed over the last month. Just a month ago, he was going in the middle of the 10th. He's going in the very beginning of the 7th right now. So talking about buy low, sell high again, this is I don't think that Curtis Samuel can get any more hype than he already has. Um, where he was a big time bargain a month ago, he's not there anymore. Right. So, you know, when you're when you're looking at this stuff and when people are reaching, uh, you know, you can also make, you know, trades that reflect what their trends are. You know, I was listening to uh, the Adam Schefter podcast today. I don't know if you listened to that one. It's really good. But um, anyway, he was interviewing. It's one of my favorite podcasts of the entire year. Um, it's one of the trainers for Robo Fitness. He's got an awesome last name, whatever. But uh, a lot of the skill position players in the NFL go down there and trade with them. Um, LaShawn McCoy, Frank Gore, Tyreek Hill, just all these different guys. And he asks him every single year, like, who is somebody that's – stands out to you a wide receiver whatever and he said Curtis Samuels the second fastest person I've ever seen in my life next to Tyreek Hill so curious to see what that kid's gonna do if Cam Newton can be a little bit accurate which you know he looked great before his injury last year then I would not be shocked if he was the number one wide receiver for that team sure so um 
I like it. Another trade thing. Here we go. If you give away a running back, always get a running back. Running backs are scarce. Now, I told you all ago to do a two-for-one trade. Offer a running back and a wide receiver for a wide receiver. That's okay as long as the person you're about to add onto your team from waivers is a running back. You should always accumulate running backs. They are the scarcest resource in all of fantasy football, and they have the highest potential to go from just a guy you have on a roster to the most valuable person in the NFL um, for fantasy purposes. I mean, just think about Alfred Morris or Darren McFadden whenever Zeke got suspended and all those things like that. Like whenever you get a running back that steps into the limelight, um, just because of volume and that position so key, try to always keep your running back stash super, super high. Yeah. I mean, starting running, running back can almost be guaranteed, you know, 12 to 15 carries a game. doesn't matter how shitty they are. They can, they're guaranteed volume as opposed to wide receivers, even if the number one goes down. Wide receivers aren't guaranteed, you know, to get the ball thrown to them 10 to 12, 15 times. So, and definitely. One more thing I love to do is because I'm from Dallas is I target teams uh, or the owners of teams who have favorite teams. So if I'm in a league with a bunch of Cowboys owners and if I have, you know, a Cowboy, whether it's Amari Cooper or whatever, I'm going to send a trade to them and I'm going to have them overpay. Um, it doesn't always work, but I usually almost always get a counter. So whenever you have that person in your team, and I'm guilty of this too, uh, you know, I got the 49er symbol as my logo in a few things. Like, I'm targeting that team if I have one of those players. And I'm going to ask them, you're paying a premium because I already know you love this guy. And you can really get some huge trades for some of the big kind of star power guys. Yep, I agree. I agree. Um, so, I mean, let's get into some quick scenarios. Um, if I am drafting, now you could, I'm not really sure how to phrase this, so maybe you can clean it up for me after I say my thoughts. You can either do one for two or two for one. I think you already mentioned that. Right. Is there a clear cut better option? Say I have somebody like Darius Geis that I want to unload. Am I going? Am I trying to get the one? Yeah, you know, I'm. I'm giving away Darius guys. So I'm try. Am I trying to get? What what direction am I going here? Okay, so there, there's two different ways to do this, and a lot of it depends sure. on your team and what you're trying to do. So for example, I did something very similar, and it didn't pan out for me because uh, Lamar Miller was one of those pieces. I drafted. I had Brandon Cooks, but I wanted Robert Woods. We just had this discussion. So what I did, I traded Brandon Cooks for Robert Woods and Lamar Miller which at the time was a pretty solid deal, okay? Mm -hmm. Because I actually have Robert Woods ranked ahead of Brandon Cooks, and I would prefer him on a week-to-week -week basis. I know I'm in the minority there, and that's why I got Lamar Miller. Well, Lamar Miller tears his ACL. Now, let's say you have Darius Geis, who you love, okay? And for some reason, you won out. Okay, right. I own too much of him. Now, because of my tiered rankings... You know, you're talking about a running back that's going in the sixth round. You're very close to that RB2 range where you can go get an absolute playmaker. Um, somebody like a David Montgomery, 
um, Josh Jacobs, if you want to go after kind of the younger rookie guys, Devontae Freeman, Aaron Jones. So what I'm going to do if I have Darius Geis, which I don't have any shares of him and I will not have any shares of him, um, I'm going to partner him with Curtis Samuel, right, who's going in the seventh round. So let's say I took Geis in the sixth, Curtis Samuel in the seventh, two guys we just talked about, and I'm going to say, hey, how about these two guys for Sony Michelle? How about these two guys for a Derrick Henry? I want to always climb into that RB1, RB2, wide receiver one, wide receiver two level. I want as many guys into those two tiers. So I'm a climber. I I, I want up there. Um, now, if I'm falling out, I never do that. Um, yeah, I don't do that. Yeah. You what do What do you mean? If I so let's say I have somebody like. Um, let's just stay with some of these names. I have Aaron Jones, who I absolutely love. Sure. I'm not trading Aaron Jones for two or three pieces. I'm not trading Aaron Jones for Austin Eckler, who's going in the fifth, um, DJ Moore, who's going in the sixth, and Allen Robinson, who's going in the seventh. That's not okay. even close. I'm the type of person that would offer those three to get up there again my personal philosophy is i want as many rb ones and twos that's most important then wide receiver ones and twos as i can i want those top tier guys depth be damned because i work the waiver wire probably better than i draft to be honest with you and so i will churn the bottom of my roster up but getting those top tier guys you can't draft them all so if you're drafting seventh You've got four shots to get, you know, two RBs and two wide receivers, and that's it. And that's if you draft perfect, and that's if there's no injuries. So the only way that you're going to be able to get up there is post-draft trades. And so finding ways to just whatever I got to do to get up there. I I will trade away depth. Okay. How about this? Uh, You have Aaron Jones. I will give you Marlon Mack and DJ Moore. No, not taking that. Uh Uh-uh. Would that be something that you would try to do on the other side if you wanted Aaron Jones? Yes. Would that is that is that like a, is that a fair starting point? Is what I'm asking. Yeah, I think that is a fair trade, and I would be willing to say a lot of people would do that. But yeah. uh, for me, no, absolutely not. Again, I'm trying to jump up, and I just you, said it, you know Marlon Mack. And you think Aaron Jones is a playmaker? I do. I mean, I'm very high player. on Aaron Jones this year. Okay. All right. Uh, so let me let me bump it down a little bit then, because I do know how much you love Aaron Jones. What happens if you have somebody like, hmm, let's say Derrick Henry? Okay. You have Derrick Henry. I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you James White and DJ Moore. Full PPR. Sure. That's much closer. So okay, I'm sitting here and I'm just like, man, I really don't like that because I'm getting less. So I'm going to counter, okay? And if I can't, let's say it's a close deal like this. This is another thing I do. I probably shouldn't say this on on the air. Let's say it's a close deal, and I'm like, man, I might accept that. I won't counter through the program because a lot of them, if you counter, it cancels the previous trade that you're countering. I'll open up Mm -hmm. a brand new trade that is very similar to that, and I'll say, all right, cool, we're close. And I'll say that. I'll say, I think we're getting close, but I'm going to add in another piece. You know, if it's a dynasty league, I'm going to throw in a draft pick. I'll do it, but I want a second or a third back. And if not, then I'm going to say, okay, cool. 
How about I add in another wide receiver? I'll add in, let's just say... Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton, but I don't want DJ Moore. I want your next wide receiver up. Sure. And so, like, again, I, I'm i only doing this trade not because it's a good deal. I'm doing this trade because it makes my damn team better. Yeah. Uh, that's, is there a big difference there? That's, I mean, this is a good conversation here. Making your team better versus a good deal. Exactly. Just because it's a good deal, if this doesn't help my starting roster out and it's just giving me depth, like, what if I already have Robbie Anderson and Mike Williams on my bench? Well, those are two guys that are equivalent to DJ Moore, if not better, on an individual basis. And so, like, right. then it's like, well, what am I doing? How often am I going to play DJ Moore over these other three guys? So all I've done is weaken my running back core, and I'm not okay with that. And so, yep. again, how can I make this trade to where it makes my team undeniably better? And I'm not talking about ripping somebody off or whatever else. Um, and it, you've got to find a win-win because you're going to be trading with these people all year. You don't want to piss them off and whatever else. But find a way to make your team better. Yep. You know what I always say? And this is like a sales thing. Second money is always the easiest money. And breaking the ice, doing a trade, and not trying to rip somebody off every single time goes a long way. You trade them the first time. They feel like, okay, he's a good trade partner. He didn't rip me off. He treated me well. He gave me a good a good offer. Let me go back to him and make another trade. I like that. That next trade might be much bigger and better. You know, that's that's the the whole concept of, you know, people complaining about a movie ticket. They pay fifteen bucks for it and they go in and pay thirty dollars for popcorn and, and candy. Um, you know, the movie ticket wasn't too expensive, it's a popcorn and candy, but just the second money's just way easier to get. Huh. So, um I've never heard that. I, I like I, it. Thanks. Um, I didn't make it up, but thanks. Yes, you did. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I, I kind of look at the trade the same way, you know, breaking the ice and getting people to trust you. And that's not saying get them to trust you and then rip them off. It's just saying open that communication door. And uh, this post tra- this post draft trading is a perfect way to do it. Um, and especially when you're doing two for one, one for two, where people think that, you know, or they, you know, they see the value that they're getting back. Yeah. It's an easy way to do it. You know what else is a really good deal? What's that? Nitrogen sports. Oh. All you got to do is head over to eatsleepfantasy.com. There's a banner, nitrogen sports, right there. You click that, and you go to the number one Bitcoin sports betting site in the world. It is absolutely incredible. It's very easy to get money in and get out because it's Bitcoin. It makes it even more fun because the gambling swings are even bigger. Now, one of my favorite things about nitrogen sports, they have so many free survivor pools they're free with guaranteed payouts. And all you got to do, again, head over to Eat Sleep Fantasy, click on that, get started for free, make sure you feel comfortable over there, and then when you're ready to bet, you could bet on everything. I mean, it's they have eSports. You could bet on cricket if you wanted to. You can bet on individual prop bets in the NFL. They have it all. Nitrogen Sports, the number one Bitcoin betting site, and it's it's pretty damn fun, no lie. All right, cool. Um, you want to go over a couple more uh, little scenarios here? I would because uh, one thing I want to talk about, you know, we focused entirely on running backs and wide receivers with trades, and I think that's appropriate. However, what about the guy that drafted Andrew Luck before news came out? What is something that you would do personally – um, I got a couple ideas here, but 
let's say somebody, you know, drafted Andrew Luck early in the third or fourth round of a redraft league, and they only had one quarterback. And this is somebody I want to target. I don't care which quarterback I have. I'm sending that person plus for something. Uh, Now, their team might already be down because they took a quarterback so early, but the emotions are going to be high. This is something we talked about earlier. And so, again, here's what I want. I always, in a, you know, 12, I don't care if it's 14 teams, if it's a one-quarterback league, I will give away a great quarterback for a average quarterback at best or pick somebody up of the waiver wire if I can get a running back or wide receiver. That is extra capital that I want to transition to get going back to my philosophy of as many RB ones and twos and as many running or wide receiver ones and twos. And what I mean by ones and twos is top 12 is RB one 13 through 24 is an RB two and the same thing for wide receivers. So I'm going to cross trade position trade because somebody just lost their wide receiver or their starting quarterback, Andrew Luck and see if I can combine, um, I don't know, fill in the blank. Let's say, you know, I'm waiting on quarterback. I get Dak Prescott, and I'm going to offer Dak Prescott and Tony Pollard, right, for a Cowboys guy or something, and I'm going to try to trade up for, I don't know, somebody like, I don't want to say Latavius Murray, but James White, Miles Sanders, you know, Philip Lindsay, Tevin Coleman area, because they're looking to recoup that third or fourth round pick that they lost, and this would make them feel a little bit better to unload and kind of replace, get that replacement level quarterback in there. Sure, I like it. So if they had Andrew Luck, let's just do it. Let's let's just work out a trade here, okay? It's totally hypothetical, but let's work it out. You had Andrew Luck. I have. I waited on quarterbacks. I got uh, Russell Wilson. Mm. And I picked up Kirk Cousins. All right. Okay. So I'm going to give you Kirk Cousins, and you give me back. Uh, you give me back D.D. Westbrook, one for one. Yeah. Again, you're trading with. Let's say if I took Andrew Luck, so you're trading with somebody that already values quarterback probably more than they should. Um, right, and you're you're trying to take advantage of that. In worst case, let's just say, no, screw that. That's not enough. Kirk Cousins, you picked him up off the waiver wire, but I'll do it for Russell Wilson. Right, and so like that's the thing. You don't need two quarterbacks in a twelve team league. Um, you just don't. There's right. twelve times if every team carries two quarterbacks, which they shouldn't, but if they do, that's twenty four quarterbacks. Just simple math, which means there are eight quarterbacks that are still available on the waiver wire. Oh, but what Whoa, about too much math. what about bye weeks? Well, that's okay. You can plan ahead by one week and be just fine. Yep, I agree. I agree. All those numbers threw me off. Man. Sorry about that. That was on me. Twelve times two. Well, you lost me. There's. It's pretty simple. Second money is easiest money. <laughs> That's all I want to say. Is that a bumper sticker now? I think it is. I think it is. <laughs> cool. Uh, I think that's a very good point, actually, with, you know, I mean, the same thing goes with tight ends. Would, wouldn't you say? Um, it is. Um, tight ends are a little bit different <laughs> because every NFL team has to throw the ball with a quarterback. 
not all teams utilize tight ends in the receiving game. Um, so, for example, the Patriots, you know, have always had Gronk. That's fine. They have a lot of two and three wide receiver sets, but they don't really throw to any of them. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with what they're going to do with Ben Watson if he still <laughs> has any juice left. Um, but that's a thing. There's not that many rosterable, is that a word, um, tight ends. Sure. There, there really isn't. Uh, maybe 19. So now, for fantasy purposes, that's a little bit of a different thing because there has to be 32 starting quarterbacks. Yes, there's 32 starting tight ends, but some teams don't even use them. So right. tight ends are much more valuable than quarterbacks, and I think we can yeah. see that because you get guys like you know Kelsey, Kittle, Ertz, um, Evan Ingram. I try to get one of those top-tier guys, but if I do uh, fall out and I don't do that, I have a couple late-round guys that I'm interested in getting. Uh, probably one of my favorite late-round guys right now is Mark Andrews. He's going in the 12th round. Um, he's going super late, and I, I love Mark Andrews for Baltimore. Yeah. So, okay, uh, for instance, you want Jared Cook. What are you giving up for what kind of post draft trading would you do to get Jared so Cook? I waited he's he's okay. going he's going in the beginning of the seventh pretty so much. I waited and I was hoping to get one of these top tight ends and I didn't so right. now I'm just like well damn but somebody else got Jared Cook and they got somebody else they like or something like that I'm not sure. going to offer anything above Jared Cook to get Jared Cook I don't know if that makes sense so, like, yeah. if I drafted somebody in the sixth round, I'm not offering that player. I'm not trading down. I'm going to trust the way that I drafted, and I'm going to offer something else. I'm going to – man, I don't want to do a two-for-one. But maybe what I would do is, like, I would offer my eighth and ninth pick for his seventh That's, and tenth pick. Sure, sure. To try to balance so, out what that is. And maybe they'll go for it. Maybe not. But okay, so okay, here's would you do this? Would you get Jared Cook and Larry Fitzgerald, and you would give up Dante Pettis and Kareem Hunt? Yes, I would. Yeah, I'd prefer the Cook Fitzgerald side. Yeah, yeah, and so that's basically his seven ten right for your eight nine. And I I'm not. Just, I'm and also, myself. just a side note, like I am not drafting um, Kareem Hunt. Sure, that was a bad example because I knew you wouldn't. But a lot of people are. Um, you know, we saw this in every single league we were in, or you know, not that people, we are in, but let me let me let me stop. stop, stop let me. Oh man, that was horrible. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Um, people are scared to draft Nick Chubb because of Cream Hunt. Right. That is crazy talk. I I'm probably not scared. Okay, so like let's let's play this. What's his ADP right now? Let's look at this. Cream Hunt is nine, nine one. Uh, Nick Chubb is nine. That's way too high for me. No, no, Nick Chubb is nine. He's going number nine overall. Okay, right. That's way too high for me. I agree. It's too high for me too. And so here's my problem. Okay, let let me just voice this out because I got called out on Twitter and probably rightfully so. I'm probably too low on Nick Chubb. Um. I love the running backs after Nick Chubb way more. And here's the reason why. I'm not scared of Nick Chubb. I think Nick Chubb's going to produce. I think Nick Chubb's going to be close to an RB1. I really do. But they love to throw the ball in that offense. Two, what's going to happen when Kareem Hunt comes back? Because he is going to get carries 
you know, week 10, uh, week 11, week 12, week 13. Um, so because of that, I would rather have guys that I have in a similar tier as that. James Conner, Todd Gurley, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Carryon Johnson. I love Carryon Johnson. And so I think those guys have a better chance at being the guy the entire year. And they're in a close enough tier for me that I'm okay bumping them up. I'm not going to get Nick Chubb in any of my teams, and I understand that. Maybe that's a mistake on my part. But I would much rather get a guy that I believe will be the guy all year round. Tell me I'm crazy. I'm not scared of Kareem Hunt at all. I mean, you're talking about a guy that's going to come in. Well, unless I'm like on my knees in a hotel lobby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, kicked in the face. Yes. That was that sounded sexual. I wasn't meaning it sexual. <laughs> that's why I had it. That's why I had it. <laughs> it's gonna do something to your face. Explain a little bit. <laughs> um, I mean, you're talking about a guy that's gonna come in at the end of the season. You know, the the last third of the season, and uh, and take a running back's position totally. That he's a really good running back, and if he's a if he's a top twelve running back up until week ten. People think Kareem Hunt's just going to come in and do better. Like, he's not. Yeah. It, it, we'll come and get into the workload a little bit. But really, I mean, I just don't see it. I don't see, yes, I agree, ninth overall is probably a little bit too high for Chubb. He definitely should be drafted after Connor, after Dalvin Cook, after Joe Mixon. I agree. But to never draft Nick Chubb because Kareem Hunt is going to come back week 10. Right. I agree with the never. That's what I'm trying to say. I agree with that. And that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say I prefer these other guys because of this situation. But I 100% understand. I really, really do. Nick Chubb is so damn talented. Um, I mean, I have him as my RB13. Like, I, I, I love the dude. It's just... I would prefer to have a lot of these other guys personally. And if I got Nick Chubb, I'd trade him because the value on him is just a little too much for me. And I, I, I think I could, you know, turn some value there. Yeah. Good deal. I agree. I think that's good info there. Um, before we leave before, well, I do have some housekeeping in a minute, but uh, I do want to mention, and this is, fantasy related i think and i'm bringing this up because i'm on with you and you're our 49ers guy you're you should be every 49ers guy uh chris biderman uh yesterday he tweeted out do you know who chris biderman biderman yes he's awesome biderman okay uh 49ers reporter uh for the sacramento b he says that people are reading too much into what kyle shannon shanahan has said about dante pettis shanahan admits he's hard on receivers uh that's a position he scouts the most and this to him is just a tactic. Pettis is noticeably noticeably better than last year. What's your take on that? Yeah, Pettis is a beast, first off. He might be one of the best route runners in the NFL that doesn't get any attention. He creates so much separation. Has he had a couple of drops? Yes. Is he a smaller wide receiver? Yes. Is he the number one wide receiver on the 49ers? You bet your ass he is, and it's not close. Will he continue to be the number one? Maybe not, but that guy is going to start for this team no matter what, um, all sure. year. And now he's got a small, the, the quote was, a minor <laughs> um, groin injury, which is rough because, um, I don't know, it's not minor in my area. But um, 
No, that offense is going to throw the ball a ton, and this guy is a touchdown scoring machine. If you go back to college, uh, what he scored, four touchdowns in three games in the span that he mm-hmm. was healthy last year. No, I I really do like Pettis. I've moved down on him just a little just because he hasn't lived up to the hype, but no, he's still returning value where he's being drafted. Interesting. So. Okay, good. That's all I want to know. Um. Cool. So let's get into some housekeeping. Okay. Let's. Uh, I, so there's two things I want to do. One, I'm going to give away this Juju Smith Schuster autographed mini helmet to a subscriber. Ooh, I like it. You ready? Yep. How should I do this? Should I like just say it, or is there a game to play? I'm just going to say it. I think you should just say it now. Okay. Uh, the Juju Smith Schuster autographed mini helmet goes to Aaron. Rosa. Oh, what's up, Aaron? Congratulations, brother. That thing is freaking awesome. One Juju's amazing, but uh, mini helmets are like one of my favorite things in the world. Yeah. Um. Well, they. Never mind. Huh. Anyways, Aaron. <laughs> uh, sorry, that was gonna be a really, really bad joke, and uh, I stopped myself uh, before doing so. So, uh, props to me. So, if you guys, uh, if you're listening, Aaron, make sure you email us. I will give you. How long should we give him? It's a busy I'll week. Give you, I'd say three days. It is. I'll give you three days. So this is releasing on a Tuesday. I'm going to give you till Thursday. By the time we record Thursday's podcast, if you do not respond, I'm going to give it away to somebody else. Because we've done this before where people, not even listeners, they just, you know, will say something and then, you know, subscribe and they never listen to us. We're not doing that again. I want to make sure that this goes to an actual listener. Yeah, yeah. So Aaron Rosa. R O Z S A. That's uh that's a winner. So congratulations. Now uh email us, get in touch with us somehow. There's a million ways to do so. Dude. Congratulations. One hundred and nine votes, exactly fifty fifty on is it lame to do an escape room while in Vegas? That's crazy. Exactly fifty fifty. Okay. Uh before we get off, really quick, uh I got a Twitter question, half PPR, Carson, Fournette, Jones, or Freeman. I'm going with Jones here. Carson, Fournette, Jones. I'm going Jones as well. Upside's there, man. And, uh, you know, he was injured for a while, but whenever he came back the first day back, he took every single rep with the ones. Like, didn't split them. He took every one. Yep. And then yep. that was it. Like, he was done mm-hmm. when the ones were done. Yep. Cool. All right. Uh, Christian. Oh, holy cow. <laughs> Why did I just call you Christian? That's weird. Uh, I don't think I ever called you Christian. John, uh, holy cow, Christian actually called me John in Vegas, which I thought was weird. You're welcome. Um, but apparently we can't get any. Yeah, I felt uh, I felt a little better about myself. <laughs> Anyways, uh, before we end the episode, I do want to talk about probably the greatest invention in mankind history. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Yes, take a guess. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to back the you up, products, but then I like was the, fading the whole time. The products provided by Manscaped.com and Manscaped. I know you have a lawnmower 2.0. I do. I know Christian does. Um, I can't live without it. It's pretty freaking awesome. Okay, so here's the deal. If you've ever tried to like clean up your nether regions and you've kind of nicked yourself, yeah, it's. He's talking, wait, 
you're talking about your balls. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Or somebody else's. I don't want to nick somebody else's either. Speaking of, nope. shout out to Nick. But um, you don't want to cut down there and hurt yourself. This eliminates all of that. You don't have to be worried and like bend all sideways, which I'm not limber. This just takes it all away. Uh, no issues with getting hurt or anything. It's clean. They even send you a mat. And here's what's awesome. If you use our promo code, what's our promo code? ESF. ESF. That's so easy. You get 20% <laughs> off. You get free shipping. And if you go with one of their premium packages, their kits, you get an awesome travel bag, which is probably my favorite travel bag I've ever had. I've only had Mine three, too. but it's awesome. <laughs> Actually, I noticed when we were in Vegas, I looked in the bathroom, and I noticed that you had the Manscaped bag there sitting on the um, the toiletry bag sitting by the sink. That thing is it's, fresh. It's amazing. Uh, I went a little overboard, and I just, you know, I shaved my balls, all the whole area, and then I just kept going up, and I did my whole chest. Um and I was told that was probably a mistake that I should have left my chest hair. Huh. But, hey, you know, whatever works for you. Uh, I enjoy it. I like a smooth chest, and I have one now because of Manscaped. Uh, and you should too. Don't forget manscaped.com. That's Manscaped with an E-D at the end, kind of like landscaped, but Manscaped. Uh, shave your balls with, you know, with uh, confidence. No more, you know, scissors or sharp razors or anything. It's, it's Plus it looks an awesome bigger. product. It does make it look bigger, which is a huge plus. Yeah. Well, literally. Literally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Granted, somebody else is looking, but yeah. you got you got to get past that part first. <laughs> it looks bigger to you, at least. Correct. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I think that wraps it up. I hope we brought you value um, going into this draft season. If you already drafted, or if you're about to, think about these trades as you're drafting. When somebody gets taken in the you know, you're in the seventh round, you're like, shit, I should have taken him last round. Start thinking about it immediately. Put little, um, you know, clues in the guy's ear. You know, hey, let's talk about this after the draft. And uh, start working them immediately. So, uh, this stuff really works. So, listen to our advice and go dominate your league. Yeah, yeah. For John Chapman, you can find him at JL underscore Chapman for his personal account or at Eat Sleep FF. Uh, he responds to a lot of stuff, as do I. So check us out. Go to easilyfantasy.com for all the good info. For Dale DeMott, um, or for, oh man, what's wrong with me today? A lot. It's uh, We were a lot. drunk for a few days, so <laughs> be kind. I'm just going to sign off and start playing the outro music. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy, you rockin' with the best NFL fantasy football podcast We talking mock drafts, running backs Better follow the conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando Screaming, eat nation, we doing what we like Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype Fantasy, football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be Joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Yeah, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Eat, Sleep, Fantasy